Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Calvary Bible Church, welcome back in to Beyond Sunday. We're here. You know, it's Beyond Easter Sunday. It is Beyond Easter Sunday. This podcast should be titled Beyond Easter Sunday. I agree. Okay, good. Welcome to Beyond Easter Sunday, where there's no jokes. You get the week off, Randy. Maddie told me one the other day, and I said, oh, that would be a good one for Pastor Randy because it had something to do with your life and world. But I can't, I, could, I was thinking this morning, I couldn't bring it back. So anyway, you get the week off. You guys can just tune out now. Well, I know they come for the jokes. It's the theological significance of Easter that <laughs> resulted in no jokes this I'm, week. Yeah, pretty convinced of that. <laughs> okay, um, so you were in the epistles, the letters of the New Testament on Sunday. Yeah, uh, I apologize. No, I, one of the things I appreciated, you, and you made a point to it, though, was that if we're talking about the resurrection in the Gospels, as far as like the disciples' understanding of it, Prior to it happening, there was really not much of an understanding. Jesus says it's going to happen, but it just it's not clicking uh, for obvious reasons. But this is post-resurrection, and so it's making more sense. The theology of it's more clear, and um, mm-hmm. now we have resurrection power. And that was uh, my takeaway, mm-hmm. the main idea from Sunday, mm-hmm. walking in resurrection power. So just to get started... My beyond Sunday, what's this mean to put this into practice mm-hmm. on Sunday is like sometimes we feel like I don't I don't have any resurrection power. Mm-hmm. It feels like a very normal day. And what makes my life the and the fact that I've put my faith in this resurrected Savior any different than, you know, my neighbor who does not have that same power. Mm-hmm. Um, so. If you can speak to that for a second, what's this resurrection power? So, uh, do you mind if I start with a basic uh, reading issue? No. And that is, if you're trying to read in the New Testament and you come across a prayer, so um, let me let me say after Jesus' life. So let's let's use the apostles writing some of the letters of the New Testament, and you come across a prayer like this one in Ephesians one beginning at verse 15, actually it's in verse 16 that you find it's a prayer. I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that, verse 17, that, now comes the request. It's like he's describing his prayers. He's now going to give you, here's my request. And Mm -hmm. so the first thing, the first way to answer the question is to say to, uh, say to us that, we're, we're reading a prayer that the Apostle Paul prayed for a particular church. So we have to now uh, we have to now read that as a prayer that we want to be answered, which is why I worded that first point that way. I worded the first point from a purely rhetorical um, purpose or goal. In other words, here's a prayer, mm-hmm. and I need now to say, I want that prayer request for me. Right. Paul's not praying it anymore for the Ephesian church, which is first century. We don't know of anyone praying uh, it, although I would say that for, for you and for me, it's a great yeah. prayer for us to pray for the saints, mm-hmm. for the faith family, anytime. Mm-hmm. So the question is always, 
how do these Pauline prayers, for instance, Paul's prayers for early churches, how do they get answered? So, so I, I always want to start with a basic reading issue of, do you know how a prayer like this gets answered? The, and the answer to that is, you and I have to want this for us. And the main request, remember, is so beyond Sunday, uh, after the resurrection celebration, we are uh, we're saying to God, God, I, I want to know you better uh, today. And that comes from the opening of this, you know, may God give you the spirit of wisdom and, a, and of revelation and the knowledge of him at the end of verse 17. So I, I, so I want to pray that yeah. prayer. I, God, I want to know you better. Would you give me this spirit of wisdom and the spirit and of revelation in knowing you better. So this is a prayer that Paul prays, and you said a couple times here that you and I can pray for Calvary Bible Church. Is this not a prayer that, you know, average Joe can pray for themselves and for their own church too? Yeah, I think they would. I think, okay. like I said a moment ago, I think you'd want to you'd want to say, first of all, I really want this request in my life, and yeah. so I'm going to ask God for this. I think I think the reason why I started with the two of us is because following in line with here's an apostle praying for a local church. I think these are the types of prayers that, you know, you and I are praying pretty mm -hmm. regularly through the years. So you think about all the things that we pray, it would probably do us good to start to recite some of these, yeah. some of these um, epistolary prayers mm -hmm. for our folks too, because they're they're loaded theologically. They are, and and again, you know, for for you, for instance, beyond Sunday to to pray this prayer and say to God, God, I I want to know you better. Would you grant me that the ability to do that? So give me the wisdom and the revelation that I need to to know you better. That's the broad um, that's the broad prayer request. Now remember, underneath that is a specific segment of this knowing God better. And that is the the key for us for that particular Sunday. Last Sunday was, uh, we find that in verse 19. So that's where we get to what we need to know. Uh, part of knowing you better is knowing about your immeasurable great power toward us. And then it goes on and on. You know, there's four four words of power, four power words Right. used to describe all of that. So so that's what we're praying too is, God, I want to know you better. And part of knowing you better is I need to get a fresh, and I, I worded it a couple of different ways, I think, on Sunday, but I need a fresh vision of, of the kind of power that you did. When you raised Jesus from the dead, I need some of that power at work today. I need to know mm -hmm. that. And how's that now, getting back to the initial question, how's that <clears throat> power manifest itself day to day? Yeah, so what we talked about was... Um, I, uh, what I try to do is I tried to list four or five things. So I started with, I, I think the one that's, that's most important biblically, and that is my love for God to grow. So when, you know, when the big commandment is love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your might, with all mm -hmm. your capacity. So Lord, I, I want to love you more. I want to love others more. Right. I want to experience more sacrificial serving was the third one. And then there was sort of like, I need to, I need to experience less sin and more righteousness. So that, that was my sort of my short list of, I felt like those were the things that were critical for me. 
if if God, if you would give me the knowledge of you like that, which is not only knowing him more, but the implications of that. For instance, the more I know God and his love for me, the more I'm going to love you and everybody else in my life. That's just mm -hmm. the way it works theologically. So those were some of the things. But let's go back to uh, the thing that we really tried to focus on. And I said it two or three times on Sunday. What you and I are doing this week is what we are acknowledging our weakness. If we're going to, if we want to know more of his strength, then I need to know where do I need it today? Like, let's, let's go with the, that illustration I tried on Sunday, which really, it struck me while I was listening to you thinking, wow, the it's sweater. cold. Mm -hmm. that, so that sweater, well, today, when I, when I got up today, I, uh, I knew that it wasn't going to require a wool sweater today. It looked like it was already starting to warm up. I mean, it was still in the high thirties, but, but still it was better than the day before. Mm -hmm. So I, I think what you do is you, again, if you could do this in the morning, if you can say to God, I want to know you better. And I want to especially know your power. That means that I have to be aware of my weakness. So I think it's great for us beyond Sunday to recognize, Lord, this is where I am susceptible uh, today. I am weak in this area today. Would you please show me fresh visions of your strength? I need it. So yeah. I, I would start with something like that. Recognizing your weakness, the the atmosphere that you're in, and even though the weather changes for us physically, the mm -hmm. weather does not change for us spiritually. No, the there's storm. A, there's a constant cold yep. that yep. we need to. That's right. Uh, yeah, the attack's to... always there. I mean, you 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 know, that doesn't stop. Yeah. So I think that's a big deal beyond Sunday is to, yeah. are, are, are you and uh, are you and I able to do a self-assessment that it takes into account our weakness? And then this prayer makes even more sense that I say to God, would you please grant me uh, a greater knowledge of you, including a knowledge of and, and, and it's a working knowledge of your power, uh, an experience of your power that's uh, toward toward us. Mm -hmm. A working knowledge of his power, an experience of his power, mm -hmm. and we we experience it when we see it lived out in our own lives. Yeah. So what? Yeah. So what if I uh, go back again to what I said a little bit on Sunday? So take uh, today if you've had that that train of thought that's that's not helpful for you. That's a mild way to put it. <laughs> if you've if you've had uh, a thought process that that takes you away from joy and peace. A sinful thought process. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's, it's not even that blatant at first. Okay. It's, it's, I start to think about something that is, it's, it takes away my peace and my joy. So yes, I, I, I think I could go back to say that that's sinful, but I think it's that first thought that that first phase of thinking that is destructive. Mm -hmm. At that at that point, that's where I need strength. Would an example be like a thought of anxiousness or a thought of fear? Any of those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, all of a sudden I think, I, you know, I'm anxious about, uh, you know, Don't whatever worry. that is. Mm -hmm. That the the experience of the of the power of God comes when I say to God, God, I know that this thought is not. This is not part of your salvation for me. This is from the enemy, literally. 
It's from the pit. It's trying to take away my life, literally, trying to suck the life out of life. So at that moment, that's where this prayer, I think, becomes so important. Mm -hmm. You know, Lord, right now I need to know of your, I need to know, um, it's interesting, right? I need to know of your resurrection type power, mm -hmm. which means uh, through the week, you and I do experience being raised from dead thoughts, mm -hmm. right? So there is a sense in which what we're counting on is an experience of the resurrection power, God continuing to give new life to us in those moments where basically death is ruling, just to put it in practical terms. Yeah. Um, and, and to not lose sight of, which oddly enough is sometimes you lose sight of the most obvious thing, mm -hmm. but this is Paul describing his prayer, what he's praying for the Ephesians. Mm -hmm. So if we're thinking about the knowledge of the hope, the riches, and the greatness of God's power, right? The immeasurable <clears throat> greatness, then yeah. it's those are things that he's praying for them. And so let's pray that for ourselves, for each other. Um, do we see? I don't know this because it's just right here. I'm thinking of mm -hmm. the disciples' prayer, the Lord's prayer. Is that in there? Father, Lord in heaven. The third one, the last part. The kingdom come, thy will be done. No, at the at very the end, very the last, end. the last request. Lead us not into temptation, deliver but deliver us from, us from evil. That's go. a power. That's a power move mm -hmm. on God's part to do that for us. Mm -hmm. uh, you, look, you know what helps me the most, uh, and this was years ago when I started to reflect on what's the force of these New Testament prayers. How do they have force? If you put yourself in the congregation and you hear this being read, you hear Paul's letter being read to you, and you hear the request, you have, to, you have to say as a listener, yeah, I need that. I want that. Thank you for praying that for me. Mm -hmm. otherwise, otherwise, this prayer does nothing. I mean, from a literary standpoint, when you're reading Ephesians, this is how the letter starts. So you can, you can bet that as the letter unfolds, you're going to see this, you're going to see some of the outworkings of this prayer. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> now, I have not been in Ephesians for a long, long time, but that's what I would look for. Mm -hmm. And there at the end of the book, Paul's tracking with your sweater illustration. You're putting on, Put on. You're at the armor. Yeah. Um, good. And let me just say one other thing before, because I yeah. don't know where you're headed, but no please, note, please note that, he, uh, that the, the, the resurrection part is only one part of this prayer. The other part is the exaltation. So the power of God to raise Jesus from the dead, but also to take him all the way up to the position of power so that he's above all of the forces that are listed there. And I forget how many are listed, uh, rule, authority, power, dominion. I think there were five because the fifth one was that general category of mm -hmm. any name that has any significance. Uh, so you have five, what I consider to be superpower entities that are at work against us. But just remember that you're praying for a fresh experience of the power of God uh, that is housed in his son who's exalted above all of those things. So when we pray this prayer, we have all confidence that God can grant that power, and there's no reason why we should doubt victory because of the exaltation. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty big deal theologically. Yeah. So my mind was just going to the obedience of baptism <clears throat> and the symbolic nature of it. We're buried with Christ in baptism, raised to walk in newness of life. Yeah. 
Um, so anyway, that's just, there we go. Mm -hmm. If you heard that, that was a phone call coming in. Um, that was an important call coming in. It might've been. <laughs> um, so good. No, I, that's, that taps me out for my questions. I good. do have a U-turn to take, not a U-turn, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, detour. Mm -hmm. So the, um, the sunrise service, the one that we were, you were wearing your sweater for, mm -hmm. the chilly one. Mm -hmm. um, if you weren't there, we were just talking about the Resurrection Sunday and how that has reshaped our weeks um, in a very practical way. Yeah. We worship on the first day of the week, not on the seventh, like God's people did in the Old Testament. And just the, again, another symbolic representation of the rest a day of rest in the Old Testament and the rest that Christ provides us in the New Testament. Yeah. So I was, I've talked about it a lot recently, but yeah. I've not really heard you speak to it. Um, so I'm curious, um, not so much your view of it, but mm -hmm. what, what are your day of rest practices and, and how's that yeah. important for you? Yeah, I want to say, first of all, I thought that, that that subject matter that you selected was so good. I said that to you the other day mm -hmm. and I want to say it you know, publicly as well. To pick up on, I, I was I, I was amazed to think again that God raises Jesus from the dead, and that action changed the calendar. Mm -hmm. That's what when, when you brought that on, I thought that is so true. Yeah, look at look at what happened as a result of the resurrection. So now you've got the the people of God meeting on that first day of the week, and you did a great job leading us through several of those places too. So. I thought, wow, look at that. So God raises Christ from the dead, victory over sin and death. Look at what Christ did. And the resurrection, of course, being this, um, I'll quote one of the theologians I've been dealing with uh, for Wednesday nights. He says, look at, here's Christ completing the building mm -hmm. that he started with the foundation of his death. So he builds the foundation through his death. But now his resurrection and his ascension completes the building project, which to me was so helpful because now um, we have a day when um, we should remember of all things, thank you, God, for what you provided for me. I don't have to produce today. Mm -hmm. So if you ask me what was my what's my thoughts about my own mm -hmm. Sunday, yeah. it's hard for it's it's hard for you and me. It's different. Uh, because it it's kind of a work day, mm -hmm. but it's kind of a rest day. Yep. So I think for me, the biggest thing is to is to think about what did Christ win for me? Mm -hmm. What kind of rest did he win? And and one thing for sure is I don't have to produce today. And even in, in a sense, I don't even have to produce spiritually today. I'm supposed to rest in him today. Mm -hmm. So this I think this goes along with what you were saying. I think I think you were saying it last night at the elders meeting. Um, didn't you sort of spend a few minutes talking about it's more than just resting your body. There has to be some soul rest. Didn't you use that term, some soul rest in yeah. it as well? So The difference in activities that yeah. they rest your body, but they should also rest your soul. Yeah. So I, and I liked, I liked your illustration, the difference between falling asleep, watching a game versus falling asleep as an act of worship. Mm -hmm. That's, that yeah. was pretty good. Here's one that your wife brought up in the next level group. Yeah. Uh, going for a walk on Sunday 
going for a walk in the middle of the week, it's, you know, to burn calories yeah. or get some exercise yeah, yeah, yeah. and just keep yourself healthy. But one of the things that she did and she said she found helpful was that Sunday, it wasn't to That's produce right. or right. to stay in shape. It was, yeah. I'm going to appreciate yeah. what God has created and just rejoice yeah. in him. Yeah. Um, it's and I different... thought it was a great example as well. Yeah. She worked really hard trying to sort through Sabbath practices, mm -hmm. Sunday practices, so I could see her her wheels turning. And we did talk about, and I don't remember how much, but we did talk about this thought of we don't need to produce today. Mm -mm. And I think, and you know this better word. than me, that when you study all of the in, all of the instructions about Sabbath keeping, mm -hmm. most of it has to do with don't do this. Right. I think overall, I can't I can't even remember a text that said do this. Uh, other Was there than, any? Well. Uh, other than the main one, which is to remember or observe the day. Re yeah. Yes. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy with one of, of those yeah, things. Don't, don't move yeah. wood. Don't work. Don't yep. do this. Don't do that. So that's why, you know, for me, when you ask, what do I think about it? How do I practice it? I do try to make it a day when I don't have to produce. Mm -hmm. But, but again, it's kind of tricky for us because it's quasi. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so for me, mm -hmm. Friday noon, this yep. is for years and years and years, Friday noon until Saturday noon is more my non-productive time. 24-hour period of time. More productive. Uh, more non-productive yeah. time for me. Yeah. When I have to tell myself, this is not a time for me to make a living. Right. But now... I think all of the discussions that we've had about this because of the next level, because of Michelle's interaction with all of this stuff yeah. and bringing some of it home, I think it does help me to remember that you can be non-productive but not worshiping. Yeah, so totally. it's like somewhere along the line, uh, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy can't just be inactivity. It should be inactivity bathed with thanksgiving and Mm -hmm. um, confident rest. Yeah. You did, you produced yeah. for me. Therefore, I don't have to produce today. Thank you for that. That's a, yeah. It's an incredible gift. When you think it's yeah. an incredible gift for God to say, mm -hmm. I'm giving you the day off. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, in Andy Crouch's book, The TechWise Family, which I would highly recommend, um, one of the things he draws a distinction between is the difference between rest and leisure. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for Sabbath keeping or just a day of rest, he said, there's a difference between, we just use football again, yeah. uh, to sit mm -hmm. down and watch a football game as opposed to go outside with your kids or your neighbors or whatever, mm -hmm. and, and play a game of touch football or whatever. There's something different is happening in your body mm -hmm. when you're just, when you're, when you're out doing something rather as, as like you're consuming uh, you know, entertainment versus being engaged mm -hmm. and active in something that you enjoy. Yeah. Um, even though you're expending mm -hmm. energy and you're not necessarily yeah. resting. Yeah. Um, but then to do that worshipfully is, I think, then to take that to the next level that I yeah. think is good for our soul where yeah. you go outside mm -hmm. and you play touch football, but you're just, you're out there yeah. appreciating Lord, this it, is really enjoying the thing. community. Thank you. And yeah, thanking the Lord for yeah. it. I, I liked what you said last night a little bit. I don't even know how we got on that. That was maybe part of your report or something, but it was that's helpful to think about the worship angle, which mm -hmm. seems absurd, right? I mean, it is Sunday. 
Yeah. We worship in church. Yeah. But the rest of the day could be. Right. Yeah. Well, it's it's taking what you've helped us with over the years. Worship isn't just singing. We continue to worship in the teaching time, and then we continue that even further. Beyond Sunday. Yeah. yeah there you go. Beyond mm-hmm. Sunday. And that's a wrap, folks. <laughs> no, do you have anything else? I don't. I think it's a good place I to wrap up. I don't. Thanks. Good. Thank All right. You. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Again, uh, as you're listening to the sermons on Sunday, if you have any thoughts or questions, shoot us a quick email, podcast at cbcmj.com. We love hearing from you. Um, do you know good. it's probably just one lady or one gentleman? Maybe, ladies maybe it's maybe gentlemen. a group, but. Who or what? Yeah, who's watching? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you addressing? The whole church or who do you think's on the other end? Ladies and gentlemen from the church. Yeah, that's good. I have no idea what I, he's I, I think here. of that a lot. I think about, I don't want to address you as if you're everyone multiple because you're probably an individual, uh, maybe listening or watching. That's all. <laughs> I'll have to think about that think one. Think about it. That was Randy's joke for the week. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. I'll, I'll, I'll ponder that one. Good. All right. There you go. I think you guys got it all. Love you. We'll see you on Sunday. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.